You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Um, we went from zero to 60 with the pandemic. We had steady growth for the for a few years before the pandemic. And it was like, okay, this is manageable. We're getting a few more hikers every year. We're having a great time. The pandemic hit one year, two year, and we have absolutely exploded in hikers. I can't even put a number out there right now for who we have on trail. I couldn't even, I couldn't even fully process without sitting down and counting out who we possibly have. That was Eleni Honeybun McDaniel, a voice and name you may already be familiar with as she's been a guest on the podcast before and has helped so many hikers on their Florida trail journeys. And I'm Misty Ridley Little, your host for the podcast. Eleni was first on the podcast back in March of 2019 and a lot has changed in the four years since then. She's changed trail names for one and expanded her career and hiking life beyond Florida. Though, as you'll hear, her ties to the Florida Trail still reel her back to the state every Florida Trail hiking season. I love chatting with Eleni, not just because we are friends, but because she's someone I could talk to about the hard aspects of hiking with, the uncomfortable truths we all need to face on the trail. We talk about the growing pains the Florida Trail is experiencing, as well as Eleni's hiking adventures in North Carolina and New York in recent years, and her hiking ambitions for the future. All right, let's hear what Eleni has to say if you want to reintroduce yourself because you've been on the podcast before, but you were, your trail name was different back then and your life was a lot different back then. I think you may have even been like four years ago since we've chatted. It's been quite a while. So things have changed. So a lot of people in the Florida trail community probably already know who you are, but maybe they're listening. They're like, who is Eleni? So if you introduce yourself. Absolutely. My name is Eleni McDaniel, AKA honey bun or honey buns. Either one is fine. I have been involved in the Florida trail community now for seven years, um, either as a trail angel or doing event management or involved with hiker organizations. Yep. And you were, I think, Moss, right? I was. I was Moss once upon a time. Um, we Last time I interviewed with you was three years ago, right before the pandemic. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was three years ago. I think it was 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. It seems like, it seems like forever ago. And so, yeah, you know, not too many people, I think, changed their trail names. How did you, I'm trying to remember how you came up with Honeybun. I know it had to do with a hostel. <laughs> it did. Um, so shortly after our interview, um, during that time, I was actually going through my separation and eventually shortly thereafter my divorce. Um, I was, I hit a really low point in my life. I got involved with someone who was not healthy for me and went through sort of a very tumultuous attempt. I, I mispronounced that, but not a great relationship <laughs> sort of fell apart in hot springs, North Carolina, where Chuck and Tigger, as we know them, um, AKA Randy and Luann Anderson, um, were up there. They took me in for about a week, week and a half, two weeks um, in Hot Springs, North Carolina at Lapping Heart Lodge, uh, the hostel. And on my way up there, I just grabbed just a crap, an epic amount of honey buns from Sam's Club um, because I didn't know what else to bring. And I wanted to have something to hand out to the hikers. Um, and then one night around on the front porch, uh, Chuck was like, you, you need a new name. You need a new identity. You're shedding this old part of you. It's time for something new. I was like, well, I agree with you because I was never really that crazy about moss to begin with. I just rolled with it. And he was like, Honey Button. <laughs> Your name is now Honey Button. And I was like, I like that. And I have been Honey Button for the past three, almost four years now. Nice, nice. I like it. I think it definitely fits you a little. I mean, I liked your the moss idea, but I think Honey Bun is more symbolic, especially of hiking and the hiker community. I mean, so many people have like food names for hiking, <laughs> their, their trail name. <laughs> so, and you know, I don't think I've ever heard of a honey bun. So that's still kind of unique enough. There's usually like one on the AT every year. There's one or two on the AT every year. I've, I have met one other honey bun. He was a paramedic from Kentucky. Okay. Um, nice. But that's the only other honey bun I've encountered. <laughs> okay so so you were up there at laughing heart lodge and, and so let's talk about that your transition because you were you're a floridian and yeah. you've kind of 
been a little nomadic the last several years, but you kind of were landed in North Carolina for quite a while. Like what, how has that transition been leaving Florida, exploring a new area, um, just getting to know a completely different community? Um, it's been, I have loved it so much. I was very fortunate that at the start of 2020, I landed a position up in Asheville, North Carolina for work as a respiratory therapist. And I immediately, immediately feels for the area. And I felt, felt very odd about that originally. I swore I'd never leave Florida. Florida was my home. My family's here. My life is here. But life took me elsewhere and for the better. Um, I landed in Asheville and immediately fell in love with Western Carolina and the trails and the nature and the forests up there. Um, it's been the closest thing to home for me a long mm -hmm. time. So I moved from Asheville last April um, over to Franklin, North Carolina as a home base. And since then I have gone to do travel work now which has also taken me up to new york okay yeah north carolina it's a good uh you know still hot spot for the appalachian trail Asheville a little bit off the trail but i know you've still done some uh trail angeling not just for the at but i think the the mountains to sea trail and um exploring that area like and I have a vague idea of Asheville. I've, I've flown in there and then driven over to Cherokee for work and things like that. But I've mm. never really explored Asheville. What's what's it like up there? Um, Asheville is a wonderful city. First of all, you have two major intersections of two big national scenic trails. There, You have the Mountain Sea Trail, which actually goes pretty much right through Asheville along the Blue Ridge Parkway. And then 20 minutes north of there, you have Sam's Gap for the Appalachian Trail. So you have accessibility to two distance trails very, very close by. In addition, you have the Pisgah National Forest as well as Nantahala. That has all brought a very outdoorsy vibe to Asheville, um, which is what Asheville is kind of known and loved for to a certain extent. Um, I love that part of it. I very much love having accessibility to a lot of trails and a lot of hiking and a lot of that type of environment. So it's been great for me. Um, you know, and then like the waterfalls around there. Yeah. My best, my nearest and dearest closest friend probably is uh, Stacia Bennett, AKA Tinkerbell. And she's a huge waterfall hunter. So I've tagged along with her to many waterfall hunts and that has always been rewarding. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually it's rewarding. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love all your waterfall photos because every time you go out exploring these places, I'm like, man, I really wish I lived in that area. I wish I could see some of these cool places. You know, we just, you know, Texas doesn't have that. Florida doesn't have that. Um, and, you know, I remember it you know, from my AT hikes, some of the cool waterfalls that we happened to, the trail kind of crosses in a few spots. Um, it's just like a neat area to explore and and. I don't know. I think you're lucky to have landed in Asheville there for a while to get to explore that area. Absolutely. 110%. It was, it was what I needed for a long time and I still very much holds a big part of my heart. So it's those chasing the waterfalls. So what are some of your favorite places that you hiked in that area? Um, so some of my favorite North Carolina sections, of course, has been, I've really enjoyed exploring the mountain to sea trail. That was really fun. And the Mountain to Sea Trail is coming, is an up and coming trail, very much like the Florida Trail is, very much like the Pinhoti is. Um, North Carolina has taken a lot of pride in its trail networks and they're putting a lot of money and time and effort into trails. And I feel like that's very evident in the Mountain to Sea Trail. Mm -hmm. Love that. I've loved it. I've been able to explore several parts and sections of it. It's been great. I also really love Panther Town, which is sort of a protected forest area. Oh, I want to say south of Highlands, North Carolina. I could be totally wrong on the geography there, but okay. they have a lot of beautiful wildflowers and orchids in the spring. Nice. And probably my favorite wildflower hikes are out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you been down to the, the Brevard area? Because I've heard that area is really nice um, for hiking. Yes, so the Brevard. The Brevard area is sort of a mouthpiece for Pisgah. You have, I think, three major entryways to Pisgah National Forest through, through Brevard. So it's very popular for the hiking. And it's very popular for the mountain biking. 
there's a couple of really cool waterfall hikes out there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just remember we used to work with somebody who was like, Brevard's the best area of North Carolina. I'm like, I don't know. I've never been, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a fun little town. It's like a tiny, tiny little Asheville. They just got squished down in terms of like, um, culture. Okay. Um, yeah. Fun little town. If you ever get a chance to go, I'd say definitely do it. It's, yeah. I, I love it. Cool. Cool. And so, and now you're in the Franklin area, or at least at your home base, because I know you're doing travel work and Franklin is, you know, a well-known trail town for the Appalachian Trail. Um, what's it like living kind of in such proximity to the AT? It's been interesting and fun. Um, so my association and my connection to the AT is a bit different than it is with the FT. The FT, I'm very much in terms of, oh, trail angel managing sort of thing. So a lot of people know me and I know a lot of people. The AT, I have the privilege of just being able to step back and enjoy it for what it is. So it's been very, very eye-opening being in such close proximity to a trail town. And when I'm there during uh, the bubble, the AT bubble that comes yeah. through. Yeah. Um, we have been, me and my roommate, uh, Tinkerbell, have been able to trail angel several hikers and meet up with several hikers and we've been able to drop off goodies because widening stair gap is pretty close by it's been a lot of fun i've enjoyed yeah. it i wish i was there a little bit more full-time during the bubble but you know i have to i have to make money sometimes yes <laughs> well, i was like the bubble's coming up so yes. again uh yeah that's actually franklin is one town we did not stop in on the et so i only like know that it's a trail town we did not end up going out of town there but um yeah that area i do know that area because you're starting into getting to the balds and stuff in that section and that's a cool section yes a lot of really cute hikes out there too a lot of like you said a lot of the bulbs you can go up to um a lot of pretty decent um also in that area you also have the bartram trail yeah yeah which is a lot it's really cool it's a, definitely lesser known but if you want a more secluded hike with some of the AT-like elevation and scenery, Bartram is a great option. Yeah. Hey, is that one uh, picking up any steam for hikers like the Pinhoti has? Um, Bartram, no. Bartram, I think, is always is, is on the path to just remain still kind of on the smaller side. I don't think it has the length to support a hiker community. It's a pretty short trail overall. Okay. Um, how much? How long is it? Like a hundred? Oh, I feel like Google's a, real quick. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that one I should know that off the top of my head, and I don't. So I, you can, you can uh, call me a bad hiker for that one. I probably should uh, know as well as a podcasting about hikers. I, I, I picked up three at seventeen miles. <laughs> it's seventeen miles. Um, ish, I think so. I, don't, yeah. I, thought, I swear it was longer than that. So that's the Benton Mackay you might be thinking of. Oh, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, I could be wrong about. Wait, no, the entire Bartram Trail is 114 miles, maybe. Okay, so I think that one section was 14. So oh, yeah, this is 100. This has 115.5. Yeah, so it's okay. It's not real long, <laughs> regardless. Hey, but that's like a good week or so trip. You know, you don't have like a long time. That is, it's a, it's a good little week trip. Um, I, it's pretty close to the Florida, uh, Franklin area, so it's not too hard to hop in and out off of that in the Franklin area. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot going on in that part of the region of the country right there with all yes. the trails. So, and then you got, you went to, you were in New York for, I don't know, three or four months back uh, at the end of last year was, did you get to explore that at all? Uh, yeah. So I was in New York for three months. I went up there at the tail end of September and was there through the end of December for work. That was, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was educational. Um, it snowed a lot. Polar vortexes are not my favorite thing ever. But that being said, I did get to um, do a couple sections on the Finger Lakes trails up there, oh, yeah. which is super cute. I would definitely encourage anybody to get out there on the Finger Lakes. It is an adorable trail that was really well maintained, and I loved it, especially during the spring or summer. If you can get out there, do it. Okay. 
Um, lots of waterfalls. The issue is towards the end of my stay, pretty much everything was frozen because yeah. we were just <laughs> cold. Yeah. cold, just very, very cold. Definitely developed appreciation for snowshoeing, which in turn definitely helped me out in Big Cypress when I went through just a few oh, weeks later. Yeah. Get your legs in shape. <laughs> I was not expecting that to come in and as an, as an advantage, but it definitely did. Cool. Cool. So New York is not maybe the place you want to end up though. I would not, I don't see myself living in New York. Um, I would definitely do an assignment there again. I would definitely go back and visit because there's still a lot of really beautiful places in upstate that I think are just underrated at this point. Um, I don't think I would live there. Yeah. (laughs) I don't do well when we get below, when we get below 30, I just become absolutely cranky. So yeah. Understandable. Understandable. I've thought about that too. I was like, you know, it'd be nice to move north. All this stuff is beautiful. There's a lot more land, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, you know what? I just don't do cold. I don't do it, you know, (laughs) below 60. No, I can do that. But you know, it's not, it's not fun. It's not, it's not. And, uh, you know, it's like, I always growing up in Florida, I always made jokes about the snowbirds. Oh, here comes the snowbirds. License police are changing now. I'm like, you know what? I get that. I, I get it now. I yeah. cannot, I cannot be mad at them. If I nope. could do that, I would, but I can't. So. <laughs> so you've had, you know, a lot of transitions in the last few years. You've got to, you know, do a lot of different things. Has, have you changed as a hiker since living, leaving Florida? Because you were, you know, not just like terrain wise, but like, you know, you know, mentally and your input, your, your, um, gosh, I want to say insight into hiking. Um, has that changed at all? Um, I definitely see myself as a more self-aware, mature hiker at this point, despite not having a through hike under my belt, allowing myself to experience a lot of different terrains and a lot of different environments and situations has given me a lot of faith in myself and also a lot of knowledge of where my limit exists and learning to respect that. Mm-hmm. I think prior to this, I, cause a lot of my hiking was limited to Florida. I had a lot of a, well, what happens happens mind spiel of it because I knew I had an easy out no matter what I knew how to get out myself. I knew how to get myself out of a pickle in Florida pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Suddenly that changed very quickly when you are 6,000 feet up on a bald and a storm is coming in and your option is to turn around, hike 10 miles down or try to beat the storm, go over the bald and take five miles to the next campsite. Yeah. And get stuck in the storm. <laughs> um, suddenly you you become very self-aware of your own more more mortality at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's like the people who the Colorado Trail. That's why that scares me, is because those storms that come up at, you know, fourteen thousand feet, I'm like I don't know. I had a hard enough time getting across the whites in a storm. <laughs> That's just ugh. A whole new world it really is and i can't imagine like doing that ten thousand feet up you know maybe one day i'll get to experience it a part of me hopes i do but at the same time i'm like oh that is that's that's sometimes that might be a little more ballsier than i'm willing to go for yeah 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 i think florida especially i mean and maybe it just is the nature of anywhere that's your own backyard that you're used to hiking. I mean, maybe you're used to hiking in Colorado. That's easier for you. And you come to Florida and you're like, I don't know how to get out of a swamp, but anywhere that we've gotten accustomed to, it seems easy for us to, to know how to get ourselves out of a sticky situation, but it can throw us in the wrong place. And it's definitely a, uh, uh, what's the an ego and ego? Um, yes, it will humble you. Yes, yeah, humbling. I was say ego boost. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely feel like as a hiker, I have been humbled several times exploring and hiking in new regions, and that's a privilege not many people get to have. And I'm very fortunate I've been able to be humbled as I have been. Yeah, well, humbled and survived to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, so far, knock on wood. <laughs> Um, I was gonna go back to mountain see mountain to the sea bleh, go back to the mountains to sea trail for a second. Um, how much have you hiked on that one so far? Um, so far I think my total mileage is just shy of two seventy five. Oh wow, okay. Um, 
I am notoriously terrible for recording my mileage and piecing together as I probably should be. I'm, I, I could not give you an accurate number on the miles I've hiked on the Florida trail. Um, it's something I'm just, squirrel brain does not do well. I go out, I say, I'm going to do a section. I do a section and I'm like, Hey, it's done. And then I forget about it. Um, right. I, so I was able to do a large portion of the Western North Carolina parts with the exception of some of the higher elevation bits. Um, I've skipped over a large portion of Linville Gorge section because it scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in high point, which is just outside Winston Salem for a, that was a three month contract. So he's able to do a pretty decent section around there as well. Okay. That's right. I remember when he went to the lowlands or the, or is that the Piedmont Winston Salem? I think that's technically Piedmont. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's wrong with the gorge area? What was that? What's scary about that? It's just one of those, um, I've, I've heard the the horror stories from several of my hiker friends who have hiked it. Um, it's gorgeous and they love it, but at the same time, um, water sources can be scarce on certain years. You have to be aware of the storms coming in because you are facing a lot of, you're bald faced on a mountain for okay. a lot of it. Linville Gorge is notorious for extreme elevation drop and gain very quickly and uh it's just a strenuous area yeah i've done hiking and backpacking in the linville gorge just not on the mst okay okay yeah i i don't think i've heard anybody talk about it so i was curious why it was so scary okay okay scary for me there are many other hikers out there who'd be like that is a tuesday afternoon for me (laughs) (laughs) it's all relative it's all relative it really is um so you know you're in north carolina and yet you're still tethered to florida not just because your family's there but because i mean the trail family is there too you're still Mm -hmm. very involved in the florida trail community and was that like your intent when you left left florida to go work in north carolina were you not wanting to do this all um i was ready to go ahead and say okay i'm done guys i'm moving on um, I am a, I, I am abandoning post on the Florida Trail community, and I'm moving on to other things, and it just didn't happen, and it's never happened. And I keep saying, "Well, this is gonna be my last year. This is gonna be my last year," and it's never my last year. So maybe I just need to stop putting my foot in my mouth and <laughs> own up that maybe I have an issue letting go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it's hard because it's hard because you still have the community and the people you you like down there and Mm -hmm. you get to come back and go see your family so it's like well why not stay involved and stay stay in with all of that but i also can see that it's hard it is and it's i've made a lot of very deep and wonderful meaningful friendships on the florida trail and in the florida trail community with people i care very deeply about and respect um, and these people I never would have had a chance to meet with or interact with in any other avenue of my life, unless it was for the Florida Trail. And as much as I cry and I, you know, pardon my French, but I bitch and I just pull my hair out about this trail sometimes, it's still very much home to me. You know, it's sometimes it's good to go home. Even home sometimes stresses you out. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, how have you managed it while you've been gone? I mean, it, and, and I realize that, you know, there's a good chunk of the year that you really don't have to do too much because, I mean, you know, through hiking seasons, two or three months and that's it. So, yeah, that's the advantage. So a good portion of the year, you know, March through December, I don't need to be super present. Anything I do can be handled online or through Zoom meetings, which is what we do. You know, we'll all hop on and say, hey, how's everyone doing? Um, and then I try to, with my schedule, I have the flexibility to come back home, you know, January, February and be present during the through hiker season, be there to help manage the events as I can be there to help hikers as I can. Am I always going to be able to do it like this? I doubt it. Eventually, you know, I'm going to have to quote unquote settle down. Yeah. But for the next couple of years, next two years, at least, hopefully, I don't think I have to worry about that. Okay. Okay. Well, and 
as you've changed, so has the FT through hike group. Cause the last time I had anybody on from that was, was Chuck and, uh, Tigger and, um, was Tigger on that call? I can't remember. And Chris. And mm -hmm. so all of them have all left the state. <laughs> That's all changed. <laughs> yes. There's been all sorts of changes to, to that group. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, I guess about the group too, because maybe someone's listening and they don't know what is FT through hike? How is that different than the FTA and what, what you guys do and what's, what's, what's the deal with it these days? Good question. So let me start out with that. So the FTA is the Florida trail association. We are FT through hikes. So the Florida trail association very much does manage most of the trail. In fact, all the trail, I mean, they are the trail association. The FT through hike is really a nonprofit focused on trail support um, hiker support. It is where hikers helping hikers. We are the ones who put on kickoff. We are the ones who put on Billy Goat Day. We are the ones who are managing the Facebook groups. These are hikers helping hikers. Um, it started kind of, I don't want to speak too out of turn here. Years ago, there was Florida, the Florida um, hiker, Florida Trail Hikers Alliance, FTHA. Yes started by Sandra Friend and John, Ke John Keatley. And then it's sort of, we had Chris Bell start FT through hike down in Miami area. Eventually things more changed, conglomerated, meshed as organizations do, especially trail organizations. And that's what we have now today is the mesh of those two, which is now FT through hike. Um, Chris has since gone to Colorado with his family for career opportunities. He's still involved. Um, just on slightly more distant level, um, but we still love him very much. We miss him dearly. Chuck and Tigger have um, been working with the Florida Trail community for two decades, two decades, years, eons at this point. Um, they are well imprinted into the trail community. Opportunities have given them some new adventures up in Alabama. So they have decided to go ahead and pursue those you know, and they're doing great stuff up there with the uh, Pinhoti Trail. And I'm mm -hmm. super excited to see how they help it grow and develop because it is a grown trail like we are. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, you know, as we're growing and we're changing, Ari is now our president, Ari Hirschman, who I love very dearly. He's a phenomenal gentleman and has a very patient hand for managing us because <laughs> hikers are like organizing cats. <laughs> Um, we have recently brought on a gentleman, Alan Hold Holdensworth, Holdensworth. I am sorry I butchered his name. Um, he's going to be coming on as treasurer. I am remaining as secretary for the time being, as we're, as I've been for seven years now almost. And we also have brought on Chelsea and uh, Chris Stevens of Sunshine State Seekers. Okay. Which we are elated about. We're elated about all the new faces and all the new volunteers. Um but we got some new blood coming in with new ideas and new energy. And I'm super excited to see what the next few years bring with that. Good, good. Yeah, I I was a little worried, um, you know, as people were pulling away and moving just to see who would be stepping in. And of course, you know, Ari's back there always. Like you said, he just <laughs> can manage it all. And he's just this quiet like hand just doing it all. <laughs> and he's there. <laughs> So it's good to see that it's there's still some steadiness to the group and it's going along. Yes, that's there. There may have been begging on my part for some of this. Um, I, I will admit probably not my best friend when I cornered Chelsea and Chris <laughs> at lunch going, hey, you guys want to add something else to your plate? And they were gracious enough to be like, you know what? We can do this. Okay. <laughs> Yes, because they do a lot, and I'm always amazed at how much they are able to to get done. You and me both. <sighs> yes. So this year you came back to the to Florida from after your New York uh, work trip, and you were going to do a decent section of the Florida Trail. At least that was your intent after you kind of got kickoff going and all of that gone. But, you know, it didn't all quite go as you thought it would. Maybe, like, just talk a little bit about that 
<laughs> um, I took off on the Florida Trail this year. I, with the verbal intention to do a longer section with an internalized hope of maybe a through hike. Um, obviously, I did not accomplish that. Um, I did make it through Big Cypress. I hit the Nobles Burn. So mm -hmm. I had to shuttle around that. Um, thankfully to a wonderful trail angel who came and got me. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, and got me up to Clewiston. Um, from there, I did a couple miles of Okeechobee with some friends. And I I don't think everything dried out enough from the swamp. I ended up with a fairly nasty infected blister on my foot. So mom oh. and dad came and picked me up and got me home where I got some antibiotics. By that time, I was getting really close to Billy Goat Day and had to really shift my focus into Billy Goat Day Matters. So it was, we, we call, we're going to call it a short section hike this year. I really wish I had been able to do more. I really wish I had been able to do a through hike. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it must be hard to mentally have to switch. Um, I mean, you already had the blister and you had to fix that. And knowing that you also had this other responsibility and knowing you couldn't juggle at all, I think that had to have been, I could tell in your post that you were, your heart was like so conflicted that you're like, I really want to be out there, but. A I, lot going on. <laughs> it, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. Um, I enjoyed the time I was out there. I've also come to the conclusion I have to go ahead and be okay with the fact that maybe a through hike of the Florida Trail is not in the books for me, as long as I am in the position of the responsibility I have right now. Yeah. I really struggled with splitting my energy between managing the events and Billy Goat Day and the questions and people registering and people reserving spaces and okay, time to get up and go walk and really keep my, and really keep my energy focused on the hike. I yeah. really very much struggled with that. And it's unfortunate, but I was like, okay, maybe this isn't doable for me right now while I have these responsibilities yeah, I have thought about that several times, you know, like, okay, what if I was hiking right now? Could I do it? And I'm like, I have too much going on. Like, I think I would be too worried about my house. I mean, obviously I have the kids, but mm -hmm. pretend I didn't have a kid. <laughs> um, like, just to me, it would have to be like a divorce of my life. Like, I need to separate everything out. And that, because that's what we did the first time. And because mm -hmm. I don't think I could actually do what you did and try to do all these other things at the same time. And, and I know people make it work. It's just, I don't know. That just seems stressful. <laughs> it's, and I know, I know people who work an entire job on the trail and I, I commend them for that. That is, that is a lot. So I would like to try a hike again, a through hike again. I I'm floating around. I have an invitation to do the AZT with some friends next year. So I might see how that rolls out. I'm not sure how that will go, but that's a trail I don't have any responsibilities with. And I know I can be out there and just do my thing. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. No, the Arizona trail sounds really cool. And I think it'd be, I don't know. It seems like something I see you doing and, and completing in my brain. I see you starting on one end, finishing the other end. And uh Yeah. I was, I think you were trying to think about doing that this year too, right? Yeah. I floated around the idea of like maybe doing like the Florida trail for a section and then going out for the AZT. Um, I fully admit probably my first, my first big error when I approached everything this year was I did not go out with a concrete plan. I very much was like, Oh, well, what happens happens. I was like, Oh, well that didn't work out. Maybe next time actually <laughs> formulate a plan and stick to it no matter what. Right. <laughs> Sometimes planning is actually better than what you think. But, you know. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So you were actually, since you were on the trail this year, I think you were a little bit behind the main crowd, but I think you still had a good idea of the trail and what's happening. Obviously, you get that through, you know, moderating all the groups and answering all the mm -hmm. questions and running the FT through hike uh, stuff. But... Maybe let's talk about a little bit about this year's, you know, through hiking group and just the Florida trail through hiking community in general, because it's, it's grown a lot. I think the last, since the pan 
pandemic has just, it was already growing, but it's just gone crazy. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Um, we went from zero to 60 with the pandemic. We had steady growth for the, for a few years before the pandemic. And it was like, okay, this is manageable. We're getting a few more hikers every year. We're having a great time. The pandemic hit one year, two year, and we have absolutely exploded in hikers. I can't even put a number out there right now for who we have on trail. I couldn't even, I couldn't even fully process without sitting down and counting out who we possibly have because we have a number of hikers who didn't make it to Billy Go Days, which is sort of a good consensus for us to figure out. We have a number of hikers who aren't active on social media, which is another way we find out. I'd be interested to see what our total year is at the end of the season. Um, hopefully the FTA will be able to give us a decent calculation. But we have absolutely exploded in terms of popularity in hikers. And that's come with some growing pains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you... I, I don't know where I saw this. I don't know if it was in a, an Instagram comment or the Facebook group or what, but I saw somebody say something about there are 160 hikers out there this year, but is, is that right? Am I thinking this wrong? Do you think there's like at least a hundred hikers? I would say, I would say that's a good estimate. I would oh feel like God. that's a solid estimate. Oh my I God. Feel like minus, <laughs> minus or add 10. I feel like we're in that ballpark. Wow. Okay. That's insane. That is truly insane. <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> if you told me seven years ago we would have over 150 hikers on the Florida Trail, I'd be like, are you out of your mind? What, the Florida Trail, really? Uh, but here we are, and I think next year we might break 200. Golly. Okay, so with that, you know, because there was like maybe 10 people when I hiked that year, and that was yeah. like the going rate for decades. Um, yeah, easy. <laughs> so... And then it was like, wow, 30 people are on the trail. Oh, wow, that's amazing. But mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't even fathom 160 people on the Florida Trail, what that impact is to all these communities that are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're used to like a couple hikers every now and then. What is this group of people doing here? Oh. And the growing pains of like trail towns and hotels, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. if in, in three or four years, if there's 500 people on trail, like what's how are we going to do this? Like, <laughs> um, that is all things we're trying to tackle right now. Um, we're already experiencing it with some of these state parks that our hikers have to go through, where the land managers are concerned about you know resources being used, and you know our hikers paying their way through, and the misconceptions the hikers may have regarding memberships and do they still have to pick parks and then towns trail towns you know we never really had trail towns before this but now we kind of do and you know we've had situations especially like in Houston this year where there is a few individuals who were taking advantage of hikers um in terms of like shuttling mm. um no not not true trail angels let me put that out there this okay. was just these are just sketchy Cap individuals who saw an opportunity in the counties <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is. And then we have places, these smaller towns that never really noticed our hikers who are now going, what are all these people with packs coming through drinking our beer at our bars and, you know, going to our laundry mats and wow. It's, it's, it's a restructuring that is occurring whether we want it to or not. Yeah. And I have not heard anything from any FTA representatives. I, I probably should ask the couple of people I do know what their perspective is on this. Um, actually, I'm just now mentally coming, thinking about this. So if any of, <laughs> of y'all would like to talk to me, I'm going to also reach out to you. What have you heard that from from these communities has anybody said anything to you do you know what they're telling the fda is there any inkling that they're totally against this i don't think anybody has come out against it um i don't think anybody has come out and said we don't want hikers in here i don't think it's come to that and i i don't know what the fta has heard because i love them dearly they are they are my booze i love the fta but being two separate organizations i don't get their pipeline and they okay. don't necessarily get ours yeah. Um, I have 
spoken to locals. I have spoken to people who are managing establishments going, who are concerned about sometimes the behavior coming in with hikers um, who maybe feel, and I don't want to, I don't want to brush with broad strokes, of course, who may be exhibiting behavioral behaviors, showing some entitlement, Mm -hmm. who may be taking advantage of local kindness. And that is where I have to step in and say, that's not okay. We need to address this within the hiking community. And I think this is not isolated to the Florida trail. In fact, I don't think this, I know it is not isolated to the Florida trail. This is something culturally occurring in the, in the through hiking community that we need to tackle at large as a group that there is a large number of hikers going out there with an entitled attitude, taking advantage of local kindness, and that is not okay. And the, and it is up to individuals to say, we need to stop this behavior. Don't treat trail towns like you wouldn't treat your own town. Right. You would not, you would tip your local waitress. You need to tip that town waitress. Yeah. And I've only seen components of it on Instagram and, you know, hikers saying things that, you know, I understand some of it where they're coming from, but there's also just a lack of empathy and compassion for the people actually behind the trail, whether it's a town or a maintainer or whomever. Um, I think it goes back to that entitlement that, you know, I'm a hiker. I deserve such and such, you know, trail to be like this um Mm -hmm. and it's just not (laughs) and that's when i say like hey are you giving back at all (laughs) and a lot of them get really offended when you bring that up and it's very discouraging because i've had trail angels come and speak to me privately message me privately go in i really want to help this trail but then it comes back a hiker is speaking ill of them down the trail over something Like that's a spit in someone's face for extending their hand to you. And I do think collectively, I think collectively the trail culture needs to address this. Yeah. Through hiking is only going to get more popular. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, you know, the AT seeing what, how it has changed so much the PCT as well. um, Since social media has driven so much of it. Um, I know definitely that there's been a lot of growing pains on those trails as well. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, and I don't know, I don't even know how to address it. I don't know how the trail orgs are even trying to address it or if they can, because, you know, it's not like they can control an individual's it, behavior. You can't, you can't, but you can set an expectation. And I have no objections to at this point in my life because I am now getting older and I just do not care anymore. I do call them out. Yeah. Call them out. Don't let them continue this behavior without shame, because as soon as they learn that this is unacceptable here or anywhere else, they'll learn. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and that might be a bit aggressive. I fully, I am a shoot from the cuff type of person. There is a dozen other people who are going to have another method of handling it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a, not a confrontational person. But, you know, I'm the same way. I called the other person out on Instagram this year because I was just like. This is yes. just such a crap, you know? And I love that, that you did that. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I thought about it for a few seconds, like, should I, should I not? And I was like, you know what? Do it. I care too much about the people <laughs> behind it, the people I know you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. And that was rude. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. And I just, I don't think they understand. I don't think a lot of hikers go out and understand the the impact they're making with their words. Yeah. They like to think what they're saying exists in a bubble and it does not. And if it does exist in a bubble, I assure you that bubble is much larger than you think it is. Oh yeah. Yep. And you know, we're all going to vent. We're all going to complain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. That's and, part of uh, course. Yeah. Just make sure you know where you're putting it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, legitimate concerns like, okay, this needs to be addressed by an actual person who can do something about it. <laughs> Talk to the FDA. Please, please do not shoot your complaints regarding blowdowns into the void. We need trail maintainers need to know where to go. We yes. can't do that unless you actually direct the comment to, hey, mile X through Y has a ton of blowdowns that is unsafe. 
cool. Correct. Now we have a method of tackling this. Right, right, right. Yeah, I am. I am just super interested to see where the, the Florida Trail is going. You know, I thought many times I'm like, how much am I contributing to this? You know, with the podcast, um, I, you know, maybe I'm like <laughs> blowing up my actual idea of how much I'm reaching people. But, you know, it's it's the little bits here and there, like the posting on the Instagram and the Facebook, mm -hmm. social media and, you know, you know, drip by drip and it influences everybody else like oh there's this place in florida let's go there and it's it's just kind of ironic because my whole thing since then through hiking in florida i was like people need to know about this and now i'm yes. like hmm sh should i have said all that <laughs> what what makes me happy what makes me happy is your podcast is a journey of the florida trail People have been able to sit down, listen to all your episodes. And I know hikers who have done this. They've told me, I've listened to every podcast, Orange Blue podcast, from the first to the most recent. They have been able to follow like an anthology of the Florida Trail and its culture and its growing pains and its growth. And I think that is such a beautiful thing that it's offered. Because not any, no other trail, smaller trail like us has that type of recording, that type of verbal history. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to do one for the Penhody because I want to know more about that. <laughs> Somebody I get on that. that. I would love that. The Penhody is a interesting trail, and I I had the benefit, I had the privilege of going to their trail days this year, um, which was phenomenal. Thank you, Nathan and Kim. Right, you guys nailed it. It is a phenomenal trail. Everyone was so sweet. That just like I cannot wait to see big things come out of the Penhody. Yeah, I am excited. Yeah, I think between the Florida Trail, so many people increasingly doing the ECT, like that whole Florida Trail Pinhoti to the AT section is just going to be really buzzing in the next 10 years. So we have on the low end, low key, decided there's a name for the Florida Trail to the Pinhoti. It is called you're doing the flop when you do the Pinhoti and the Florida Trail together. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know why that has weirdly taken off among our little crew of people, but we're like, oh, well, that one's doing the flop. flop. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. So, okay. Hopefully we can move through these growing pains smoothly. And, you know, the, at the Florida Trail, even though it's, goodness, like 50 years old, it can get out of the teenager stage eventually here That's, that is exactly what it is the florida trails a teenager right now and we will we will survive yeah so do you have upcoming hikes i know you're probably going to get back into working here again soon but do you have any hikes planned i am actually going back to work on wednesday um so i'll be in florida for a little bit i have made a decision not to do any of the florida trail while i'm here okay um, I, I am pulling back from that and saying, I want to rediscover my love for the outdoors, not associated with the trail that I do love very much right now. Smart, smart. Taking a bit of a break. So we're going to, I'm going to explore some state parks, do some hikes around there, um, go to a lot of gardens. Um, later this year, I'm hoping to go do some hikes with some friends out in Colorado in the summer, hopefully, if I can get my position out there. Okay. Um, I am not, I actually have no real set hikes planned right now other than my goal is to just really regain my passion and love for the outdoors this year. Yeah. It's something I let sort of slip away in the past year because I've been very busy with travel and work and other responsibilities and I'm, I'm ready to regain that. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Florida, I mean, you don't have to think about like making miles. You can just like, okay, I'm going to go look for orchids because such and such is blooming now. And you're really good at just taking your time and wandering and looking at and taking great pictures of flowers. And then, you know, obviously you can go kayaking or paddling. There's so much water sports to do. I'm sure you're going to be able to find a way to reconnect with the outdoors. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be close by to family for a couple of weeks, which would be awesome. And then it's going to get really hot in Florida. And then I'll be like, it's time for me to go. <laughs> you're like, back to North Carolina, back to Colorado. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. A little less hot. Yes. 
Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about, um, about, you know, the hiking community, about, um, honestly, it's open-ended here. Whatever you want to talk about, let's talk about it. Um, I think, I think really what I want to put out there is a little bit of gratitude. Like if we're going to end this, I want to end it on a gratitude note. Um, I was with some really amazing hikers this year who, who taught me the whole highs and lows at the end of every day. So we know our lows is the Florida trails going through some growing pains that, you know, we're going to work through. We have a lot of volunteers and a lot of people who are very passionate who are going to help us. My high is I love to see the Florida trails grow into the way it has. And I think we have, I have definitely been able to meet some really amazing people on the Florida trail that I am eternally grateful for that are in my life right now. Um, you know, Sandra and Ari and and the Stevens, and I, I really love the connection the Florida Trail has brought me, and I hope has brought everyone it has touched. Well, can do you want to share any of your social media handles so people can follow you on your journey this year? Um, I only really have one social media handle. Uh, most people who see me online just see my first and last name as Elaine McDaniel, especially on the Facebook posts. Um, social media, other than that, is just my Instagram, which is a little more personal. So I cannot, I don't, I don't make guarantees of what you might find there. Um, but it is Mac underscore Elaney, E-L-E-N-I underscore Honeybun. And you can find me on Instagram there. That's pretty much just my nature photography and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes so people can easily click it if they want. And, uh, yeah, thank you for coming back and chatting with me i mean we're always chatting on social media in our dms we spoke and, like five minutes before this yes yeah, so, so we're always chatting and having fun um and i know we never get to see each other and i haven't seen you since billy goat day of 2020 so things have mm-hmm. but it's always good to have you still it's still a connection it's still friendship and i think that's the way things go with hikers we all meet a little bit and and have to move on with life because we're hiking or whatnot but we still have we still have that connection and it's really good that you know social media is there for all all its faults it's still really good about keeping uh, people connected absolutely and i i hate it but i love it for that and that is one reason why i will never let it go (laughs) yes (laughs) well i am excited to see what you do this year and again thank thank you for coming to chat with me and hopefully in three years when we come back when i have you back on again we don't have like a thousand people on the floor We'll find out. We'll find out in three years when I come back on two years, whenever that is. Yes. We'll see where the Florida Trail is at. But thank you for having me. And as always, I have a lot of fun. And I know we'll probably talk like tomorrow or something else. We so. sure will. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for my conversation with Eleni Honeybun McDaniel. You can find information on how to follow Eleni and maybe get involved in the FT Through Height group over on the show notes for the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your hiking friends. Thanks for listening and happy hiking.